Hey listeners, Dr. Taryn Marie here from Flourish or Fold Stories of Resilience. If our podcast speaks to you, consider leaving us a warm review at the top of the page on Spotify or at the bottom of the page on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews and opinions mean a lot to us, and it allows us to reach more good folks just like you. All right, now on to the show. Welcome to Flourish or Fold, Stories of Resilience. I'm Dr. Taryn Marie, and on this series, we have the opportunity to hear from well-known people who tell their often surprising, lesser well-known stories of resilience. Welcome back to the Flourish or Fold podcast, Stories of Resilience. Today, I have with me a dear friend, colleague, and mentor, Kathleen Cameron. Now, Kathleen's story is nothing short of inspirational. In September of 2019, she made the pivotal decision to transform her life. As a registered nurse, she was well acquainted with the healthcare world, but she knew in her heart that she actually yearned for something more. I know a lot of us have felt that way. We've wanted to be or become or do or contribute more, and we haven't known how. Well, Kathleen embarked on a personal experiment applying the principles of manifestation and universal laws to her own life. The results were nothing short of staggering, and she transitioned from her nursing career to a life where she travels the world, empowers individuals to create lives they love, and enjoys luxury she only once dreamed of. Her secret? her unwavering faith, and the application of spiritual teachings. Listen into the episode now. Welcome back to the Flourisher Fold Stories of Resilience podcast. I'm Dr. Taryn Marie, back with you. And today, I have an incredible guest. I'm so excited. Truth be told, I don't think I've ever been this excited for one of our guests before. I've just been thinking about this interview. I'm so excited about this conversation that is about to unfold. We have with us today, Kathleen Cameron, who is a best-selling author. She's got a new book out. We're going to talk all about it. And she's a manifestation coach and teacher. Welcome, Kathleen. Thank you so much for having me. I I love chatting about what I love. (laughs) Well, let's, let's get right into it. So you are a manifestation coach and teacher, and you have had this incredible parallel process where not only are you teaching people to manifest and create the life that they love, you have an incredible story about how you manifested and created the life that you love. So maybe let's 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 get into that. Let's understand the first part of this journey, which is your own. How did you create and manifest this this beautiful life that you're living today? How did this all begin? I, I love that you're starting off here because not a lot of people start off here or have the awareness and understanding that uh, I'm manifesting my own dream life 
while teaching other people how to manifest theirs, you know, um, Neil Donald Walsh, who I'm currently doing mentorship with, he said to me, Kathleen, you teach from experience, not from concept. And I thought that that so brilliantly reflected exactly what I do. And so when I set out to do this, what did I set out to do? Build my dream life. Like when I went for it in September of 2019, I was like, you know what? I am going to take this information. I am going to embody it. I am going to become it. And I'm going to be my best testimonial so that you know you can do it because I did it myself. I know I can teach you because I did it. I went through it. I embodied it. I applied it. And that's what ended up happening was that very reality. And so I used myself as my own guinea pig first. So all of the information, the studies, I applied it to my own life and I went all in. And so when I did that, everything in my life completely changed. And sometimes it does feel like I'm living a parallel reality from one that I was living four years ago. You know, as a registered nurse working in healthcare, I had an office job sitting at a desk in meetings all day. And now I'm traveling the world, just empowering people to be the best of themselves and living a luxurious life, one that I designed and I literally wrote down. So I have taken everything that I have learned from all of the greatest teachers and mentors of this material over time and I've put it into myself and it has worked. And so now I can actually teach from unwavering faith that yes, this works. Mm, I love that. So I'm so glad that you already said the F word, which of course is faith. Oh, oof. I was like, I try not to cuss, uh, cuss on podcasts. <laughs> and, and I noticed you've got a tattoo on your, on your forearm. Yes, my faith tattoo. That also, that, also, yeah, that also says faith. And so I was reading your first book. I'm going to hold it up here, Becoming the One. And you obviously have a new book out that for those that are watching the video uh, version of this podcast, uh, we can see in the background. And I was so struck by when I read Becoming the One that you talk about when it comes to manifesting the life of your dreams, that really that was about changing your relationship with faith. And when I hear manifest, and when I share manifestation teachers, I don't often hear the F word. I don't often hear faith. So talk to us about what is the role of, of faith and, and manifestation and how has that um, influenced you and shown up on your journey? Yeah, it's really beautiful because before I started studying this material in September of 2019, I thought that I was my body. So Kathleen Cameron was this body that you're seeing on video right now or the voice that you're hearing. But when I really started to dig deeper and I started to really tap into spirituality, I started to have this realization that maybe there is like a higher power or maybe there is an experience of the universe or formless substance or source energy like what if there is more than just this physical body and what if i'm not my body and the more i tapped into that the more i started to believe that idea i was like you know what well that actually makes life feel a little bit more meaningful less serious it actually allows me to detach a little bit from all of the negative things that I've been saying about this body my whole life. And it allowed me to tap into 
a different version of me. And so at first I wouldn't have said to you the word God. So, you know, that is a new word in my language in the past, probably two years, but my, the beginning of my journey, I would have said the universe. So I started to believe in the universe and that the universe responds and the universe supports you and things like that. And so I started having faith in the universe. And then what was so beautiful is that I started to have faith in myself the more I reprogrammed my subconscious mind. Then I started to have faith in this existence and I started to have faith that my dreams were gonna come true. And I started to have faith that everything's always working out. And I noticed that this faith word was kind of in everything that I did. And it was becoming such a part of me. And um, I said something recently to somebody and they just absolutely loved it. I said, you know what? You know what really created this? Faith on fire. That's how I am. I am faith on fire. So when you believe wholeheartedly and have faith in something, it literally creates an energy that transmutes into whatever you desire. One of my favorite faith quotes from Robert Russell, God works through faith, is success in its simplest terms is faith expressed in action. So when you have faith, you move different. So to walk in faith in this world allows you to have a different experience while here in this iteration in the body that you're in. And so now I use the word God because it resonates with me. I've created a story now within myself of a God of my understanding that works for me. And so I never want people to believe what I believe, but create your understanding. But the important message here is the idea that I have faith, profound Mm. faith. Yeah. Profound faith. I love that. I love profound faith and I love faith on fire. I'm curious. It's got an energy. Think about, say it, say it again. I said it has an energy, faith on fire. Like when you say faith on fire, you can feel it. Yeah. I feel it. Mm. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. I'm curious for people who are interested in being able to believe in something more and be in, in cultivating their faith, yet they are attempting to create something in their own lives they've never experienced. Financial abundance, a loving partnership, They desire to have a child and that hasn't yet happened for them from a fertility standpoint. How do we go about believing something, creating something that we have no experience with yet in this life? That is so fun. Um, Faith is really beautiful because it's an opportunity for you to believe in the things that you cannot see and the things that you have not experienced. But it doesn't mean that you don't already exist in a state of faith in your life. So you can actually look at your life right now and look at all the times that you have acted in faith. You know, when you have a baby, when you decide to get pregnant and have a baby, you you have faith that you're gonna know how to parent that thing. Nobody does a manual. It's not the manual that had you do it. Like you had faith. When you walk outside your door every day, you have faith that gravity is going to hold you to the ground. 
when you get into an Uber, you have faith that the Uber driver is going to drop you off where you said you order an Amazon package. It shows up at your door with faith. So there's so many ways in which you already have faith. The way is to state, but to ask yourself, so what are the places that I don't have faith then? What are the places that I am in fear of? What are the places I worry or I have doubt? And those are the places that we can then apply that feeling of faith to that we know that we already have. So the experience of creation, and, and this is what manifestation is, is simply becoming aware of something that's already, already existed. I mean, the ability to fly the airplane has always been here. The Tesla was always here. It was somebody deciding to believe in something they hadn't yet experienced, having faith of its reality and bringing it into the physical. So I always say, what would you love? And if you can imagine it, it's proof that it can be done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you can imagine it, it's proof that it can be done. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Um, one of my favorite quotes from Neville Goddard is the truth is in your imagination. And not mm -hmm. many people will believe that. But what if you did? I love it. So I'm curious then, let's talk about the other side of that coin. So we talked about having faith. We talked about the proof of what can be created in reality, existing in our imagination. Now, what if that thing that we've been thinking about, we've been focused on, we have faith in it, what if it didn't come true or or, or hasn't come true? Mm -hmm. uh, or, or hasn't emerged in this reality yet? Yeah. Is it because, you know, our faith wasn't great enough? Is it because it wasn't meant to be? Uh, is it because the universe or God has something better or more or different in store for us? How do we make sense of the times when we so desperately want something and yet it didn't happen or it hasn't happened? Yeah. So one thing that I've really removed from my vocabulary or from my belief system is that my manifestation hasn't happened or that it didn't work because I have an absolute knowing that everything I ask for, I will experience in my physical world. I will observe it. So what you're simply saying then is I'm not observing it yet. So that really feels so different. So when people come to me and they say, I've been trying to manifest X, Y, Z, and I haven't yet. I'm always like, okay, hold on, or it's not working. And I'm like, hold on. Manifestation is always working. So your magnet is always on, you're always creating. So it could be that you're just not being patient enough, but it could be that you are inadvertently selecting the wrong manifestation. So for example, I want to manifest more money. I want more money in my life. This is the number one thing people come to me about. I want more money, Kathleen. Um, and so they're in an energy of, I need more money, you know? And then they go into this place where they try to do things to bring more money into their life. And I will say, okay, so do, you know, I'll move them into to, uh, thinking of abundance and prosperity and try to move under out of lack and limitation. Because when you're thinking thoughts of lack and that money is a limited resource and you don't have access to it, that has a feeling that has a vibration and it attracts. Mm -hmm. 
So instead, we want to move you into a prosperity idea. So noticing the abundance all around you, feeling abundant in every way, spending money with joy and the feeling of having money, all those things. And then they continue to not see money. I will ask them, you need to be honest because you cannot lie. Your energy cannot lie. Do you really believe that you are abundant and prosperous? Or do you have a sponsoring thought of lack and limitation? So you might want more money and be not experiencing it or observing it because you're still in the energy of need. So I always look at it this way is the universe always says yes to the vibration that you're in. So if, it, if you're in the vibration of I need more money, I don't have enough. The answer is yes. Here's more, not enough. Here's more I need more money. So you're gonna stay in that feeling. So you get more of the feeling that you're in. So it's truly allowing yourself to really become somebody that is living in abundance and prosperity and detaching from the outcome. So you can feel abundant and prosperous with 10 bucks in your bank account. How do you know I've done it? I convinced myself I was a millionaire before I saw any millions of dollars come to me. So your mind will believe what you tell it. But if your mind is still telling you that you don't have enough, that you're limited, that you need it, that's the sponsoring thought. So that might be the very thing that you're manifesting. And even if we tie this back into the faith idea, Taryn, you have faith that you don't have enough money. And so you're putting your faith into that. So what if you put your faith into what you can't observe and what you can't see? And so manifestation always works, uh, but what is it that you are kind of pumping out of your manifestation? But I will also be a very persistent woman. So even if something hasn't shown up for me, so there's a few things in my life that I would love, I would absolutely love. They are a preference, not a requirement. So I don't need them. I would love them. That, that stays me in the detached energy. And I am just here happy in the in-between until they show up, but I'm not upset about it. I'm not mad about it. And I know that I will eventually have them. It is an inevitability. So we want to stay kind of in that energy. Hmm. Do you want to share no pressure? What you would love to have happen, what you're excited about bringing into the world. One of those things, a couple of those things. Oh, I love it. Oh, okay. Sure. Um, I'm going to put a couple things out and it's going to be really fun when we listen to this and be like, she said that on Taryn's podcast that one time, remember? So uh, one thing for sure, I I would like to reside in Malibu, California on the ocean side. Um, So I get myself as close to that manifestation as I possibly can, but I want to own a property on the water in Malibu, California. So I would love that universe. Thank you. Um, And another little one, another little manifestation that I would love is I think my message and this message of self-love and manifestation and positivity and faith would be absolutely incredible to be heard by the Kelly Clarkson show audience. So Kelly, tell me when I'm coming. Agree. Kelly, let us know. We're so excited for when this will happen. Right? Yes. Oh my gosh. You and Kelly are going to have the best time. I'm so excited. I know. (laughs) So fun. So you talked about this idea of detachment and 
I'm so interested to hear your perspective because I think a lot of people get stuck here that manifestation is about creating. So am I in control when I'm manifesting or am I surrendering? And what does it mean to detach from the thing that I'm in the process of creating and building in my mind? How do we think about that, Kathleen? Yeah, this is so beautiful. You literally are asking for what you want, but not needing it to happen. And that is a place of, you know, you're still asking, you're still praying for more, but you have faith that it will be answered, your prayer will be answered. But even if it doesn't, I'm going to be just fine. You know, so, um, you know, an example is maybe you go to a restaurant, and you would like chocolate ice cream for dessert, and they don't have chocolate ice cream. So if you need that chocolate ice cream, and you are not going to be whole without it, and you are not leaving that restaurant without it, you are going to leave displeased, and probably ungrateful. How dare you not have my chocolate ice cream and so that's where a lot of us are with our manifestations i want it i need it i there's nothing else i won't take anything else i want it so instead say oh you don't have chocolate ice cream i would have preferred it but i'm okay with vanilla and you move on with your life so this is the energy of like really 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 being grateful with what you have you know i often will teach people to get into this place of satisfaction not satisfaction sorry um happiness or gratitude or joy for the life that they have right now but ask for more grateful never satisfied so dissatisfaction is a good place because you're always asking for the next bigger better thing but you're not you're not tied to it you don't need it Mm, i love that I remember I did like a, an abundance series of meditations and uh, it was like a, a Deepak Chopra series. Oh, I remember at the- I'm going to see him. I'm going to see him in November. I just bought tickets. You two are going to have the best time. I'm so excited. I remember at the end of the, at, at the end of one of the meditations, he said something about then releasing the thing that we were holding in our mind that we were manifesting, releasing it to the universe and allowing the universe to work out the particulars. Yeah. 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 And that was so powerful for me because I, I loved the idea of being in control of the vision and also the idea of just releasing it to the universe to like, work on my behalf and to to work out the the particulars how that was going to come to be and i feel like that's the surrender piece right it's surrendering the control of how it's going to come together but you're still controlling the outcome like you're still asking for what you want you just don't know the way in which it's going to happen i love the analogy of a puzzle so when we sit down to do a puzzle for example we have the picture of the end state of that puzzle. Like we can see that it's a a puzzle of a dog. And so when you get started on that puzzle, you have all the pieces just all over the place and you can put them together in any order that you choose. You can do the outside and then fill it all in, or you could just start with the middle and work it. And every time you do that puzzle, it's gonna come together in a completely different way. But what we always know along the journey is that it's always a dog at the end of the puzzle. That's what the completed vision is, is the dog. We're not halfway through going, oh, that looks like a cat. I think this puzzle's wrong. Like, so that's the 
piece of we decide what that end vision is, the life that we desire, what it is that we want, the impact we want to make. But then we surrender to the way in which we get there. The way in which we get there will reveal itself, it will unfold. And that's my reality. You know, four years after starting this journey, I could not have told you that step one would lead to step two, which would lead to step three. It all came together through a lot of intuition, a lot of faith, and um, bold decision making. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really struck by just the evolution that has occurred for you as I read your first book, Becoming the One. I'm so excited to get your next book, which you're going to tell us about. Before we talk about the next book, I'm curious to know for you, Kathleen, how have your relationships changed? Mm. How have your friendships evolved? Uh, You have two daughters. You have been married during the, during this evolution, during this journey, you have become a tremendously different person. And how, how has that impacted the relationships in your life? How have they shifted, changed? Have people exited your life? Is it tough to relate to people? What, what's that look like for you? Yeah. It's so interesting because relationships are such a powerful part of life and the other person I call it the other, just anybody that is in your life outside of yourself is an, is an other part of you. And over the course of this journey, I realized just how much other people influenced me, other people's opinions, other people's love, other people's perspectives, everything. I used to go to other people to help them make my decisions. And so when I went within, I became this pillar in my own life. I became something now that is permanent, that is strong, that is empowered. And so what it has done is it has set me very, very grounded in who I am and what I want to experience in this life and, and what I choose to have. And so I find the relationships around me then shift and evolve, but I stay permanent. And so there's been relationships in my life that have absolutely flourished and have changed. There have been other relationships that have made their way out in a quiet way. And usually that's because of my evolution and my rise in consciousness and others just kind of staying where they were. So we can't relate as much, but there's been sometimes conflict that's happened too, where, you know, um, something happens and relationships end in a way where people leave your life. Maybe they quit my company or something, you know, they worked for me and they quit. And um, what I've just realized is that every single relationship has been a beautiful learning opportunity. So it's an opportunity for me to just further understand and be the woman that I say I'm going to be. So I've understood that relationships change and they don't have to be ending in conflict. You don't have to be mad at each other. Nobody has to win an argument that we can just make a decision that we're no longer in energetic alignment with one another and move forward. And even my uh, relationship, my marriage, we we are no longer in a uh, committed marriage, but we still have a very strong relationship, friendship, co-parenting and business relationship. And so, um, as the evolution of me has changed, the evolution of my relationships has changed. And I even have some deep, profound relationships now that are quite beautiful. And so it's it's interesting, but it's gotten better and far more beautiful than I ever could have imagined. So I don't rely on other people, 
but I love other people unconditionally. And it, it's allowed me to tap into a higher level of vibration for myself and to just lead with love and, and just welcome love into my life whenever I can. Mm, I love that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. No problem. Absolutely gorgeous. For all of you listening in to Flourish or Fold Stories of Resilience, I want to share with you an online course that we have on our website. We're going to go ahead and drop the website in our show notes, or you can go to www.resilience-leadership.com and check out our offerings. We've got an incredible course for you called Flourish, the five practices of highly resilient people. So if you love what you're learning about in this podcast, if you love these conversations on resilience, if you love hearing about how you can more effectively face the inevitable moments of challenge, change, and complexity, or the three C's as I call them in your life, then go ahead and check out our online course, Flourish, the five practices of highly resilient people, because what you are going to find is a one-on-one tutorial with me around each of those five practices, as well as an introduction and a conclusion. We've got hours of content that is going to allow you to engage in direct coaching and learning with me on the five practices. Go ahead and check it out, and I hope you'll join us in our online course, Flourish, the five practices of highly resilient people. You know, I'm curious, Kathleen, about the idea when we're manifesting and creating of adding an audacious timeline. So one of the things that I was struck by in your first book, yes, and I keep talking about your first book only because your second book just came out and I haven't read it yet. And I'm so excited to. In your first book, you talk about finding this new house. And essentially, you know, tell me if I'm not getting any of this right. Essentially, knowing that this was your house, desiring this house, not having the down payment, not knowing how this was, how the universe was going to work out the particulars in the words of Deepak Chopra. And yet you were on sort of this like 60 or 90 day kind of timeline where you were packing up the house that you were living in, you're getting ready to move in. So you're on this, like, as I'm reading this book, I'm like, they're on like an audacious timeline. They've signed a contract. They're like moving forward. And so we talked about this idea of detachment, which is like, okay, it's a preference, not a requirement. What happens when we layer on an audacious timeline in the 3d world well who says this audacious you know i always like according i always ask according to who but we're used to things taking time here's a beautiful example i read a book when i started in network marketing in like 2018 or late 2017 i read a work a book called the four-year career and it was like you know you could spend four years in network marketing and build a really sustainable career. And I was like, yes, that's amazing. That sounds so good. Then I started studying this material and I went back and I went, why does it have to take four years? Nothing changed, but my thinking. I removed a limitation that believed that things have to take time. I don't believe that. I think that manifestations can come instantly like that if I choose them to. 
So um, how much am I willing to believe in the possibility of things having like that happening like that? And so the house was a, an opportunity for me to act in faith, to really act in the assumption that I am a very powerful manifester and I can manifest whatever I want. So I'm sitting in this house, but it was like, it, it allowed me to bring in over $400,000 into my business to be able to purchase this house. And most people with audacious timelines, they're so attached to time that it's like time is running out. You have a clock and it's running down on you. I never felt that. I never allowed myself to believe that time was running out. I always said, even when we had two days left, we have tons of time. We have all the time in the world. And really the, what's the worst case scenario? I am a soul living in a human body, having a human experience and my soul can never be hurt. It can never be destroyed. It is eternal. So even if this house thing didn't work out, what's the worst case scenario? It's not so bad. My human would think it is, but from the soul's perspective, it's not that bad. So it all worked out because I believed it would. I love that. So, so, so powerful. And I, th I think what you shared there about this, um, shifting our relationship with time and rather than thinking about it as like an hourglass with the time yeah. running out to actually even with time to recognize how we can be in scarcity with time and to see time as abundant even with one day left two days left to just keep saying like i have everything i need it's abundant because it's a feeling the feeling of time running out has a vibrational equivalent and it feels like limitation. And so I never wanna feel like time is running out. I wanna feel like I have all the time in the world. Time's not even real anyways. It, it's a human experience that we've created. And so it can work against us. So I just completely detach from the notion of time. And even when I set my goals, I like to set 90 day goals. And the reason I do that is for the way in which it feels to me. If I set a six month or a one year goal, I'm like, oh, I got all the time in the world. And so I'm more relaxed and I'm more like, well, whatever. But as soon as I set a 90 day goal, I'm like, ooh, 90 days, let's go. So it creates a sense of urgency within me. It's it's not, I need it to happen in 90 days. It's okay. I would love to set this goal for 90 days. So then I'm in an urgent energy and not a hesitant energy. And so that's, what's helpful. Um, but I just as easily, if that 90 days runs out, I just change to another 90 days. Like I haven't failed. I'm not mad at myself. I'm not upset. I just changed the date because I understand that time isn't real. Yeah. I love it. This is beautiful. Uh, let's talk about your new book. Tell us about your new book. We see it behind you for those of you that are watching on video. Yes. So um, the first book uh, was so quick. I wrote it in five weeks. Um, it had like an edit and it was released and it told the story of me recognizing and realizing that I am the one. I am the one that is going to change my own reality. I am the one that is going to change my experience here in this physical 3D world in this iteration. Um, and then also what happened to, I didn't realize at the time, but, and, and my mentor, Bob Proctor pointed it out, was that that book was actually a story of me becoming one with God and recognizing and being aware of my oneness. And when he said that to me after I wrote it, I was like, no. And then I went, 
oh, yes, you're right. Because I believed in something outside of myself. And so that's a powerful part of the book that isn't expressly said within the book. But what I always found with that first book was, is I told my experience, I told my story, but I didn't get into some of the specifics around what are some of the, the beliefs that I actually now hold? What do I believe to be true about oneness? What do I believe to be true about the spirit versus ego? What do I, what have I shifted within myself around things like judgment and feelings of inferiority? And what I have found is manifestation is it happens through you and who you think you are, not who you are, but who you think you are. So the best of yourself is a much thicker book, much more content. It even has journal prompts, but it is a book to remind you of who you've always been, to remind you of what you really are, and to remind you that you can actually allow yourself to see uh, the best of yourself every single day if you choose a, a journey of personal growth and development. And so that's what this book is about. It's a remembering um, and a realizing that this empowered version of you has always been there. You just weren't aware. So now you can become aware mm -hmm. of it. And hopefully this book mm -hmm. helps with that awareness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I know everybody is going to go out and get the book, The Best of Yourself, and have the opportunity to engage with you, interact with you, uh, you know, figuratively sit at your feet as they read the book and get to, to soak up your knowledge. If you think about sort of like what's one powerful way that you have seen people shift their thinking through your new book, mm -hmm. The Best of Yourself, what can, when, when we get this book, what can we get excited about in terms of like, here's a thing that can happen for me between the cover, the front cover and the back cover that this change is going to happen for me? You know, I think what's so beautiful is, um, is that at the back of the book, I wrote out the end state result of where I hope everybody ends up. I thought to myself, like, what can I put on this book that's going to have somebody go, I want to read this. And I could have highlighted to you the different chapter titles or put some testimonials on the back of the book or a synopsis of what the book was about. But I actually chose to just kind of throw caution to the wind and write out the ideal end state. And so the back of the book is a scenario that exists where you love yourself unconditionally, where you see your beauty where you walk out in the world every day and you smile and you're happy with people and you're the light for others all day where you aren't uh, worried about things you aren't judging yourself you're not sad you know and the reason that i did that was because that possibility for you exists how do i know i've done it so that book will take you along a journey of realizing all those things that are keeping you from that ideal state of the best of yourself and allowing you to see how you can let go or remove or reprogram to allow yourself to be who you've always been, which is this flourishing, confident, beautiful light that is meant to impact the world in a positive way. And so that's what I hope people get from this book. I wanted one book that could transform your life. And if you read that book and you answer the journal prompts, if you really go through and you answer those journal prompts, it'll change you. I really believe that. I'm so excited. This is this is absolutely amazing. Now you also just had an incredible event 
in your hometown of Toronto, Canada yep. called Manifest, yep. I believe. Tell us about this in-person event that you just hosted. Yeah, Manifest Toronto. And so what's really powerful is that I've always wanted to support people in an in-person capacity, but we, you know, when I launched my business, it's been completely digital. So my entire business has been on Zoom. I have clients in 44 countries all over the world. And so Zoom has been such an incredible opportunity for us to build and to grow and to expand together and build a community. But there was this desire for us to do it in person. And we thought, you know what, let's do it at home. Let's do it in our, uh, you know, close proximity, make it super, super simple and easy for us. And uh, we ended up, you know, deciding we'll do 150 tickets. And uh, I had a feeling that they were going to sell. But I did 150 tickets, sold out right away, added another 50, sold out right away. So we sold 250, 200 and something tickets in 48 hours and ended up with about 250 people there on Saturday. And um, Mm -hmm. it was... I've never experienced that much love in one room. Like it was palpable. Um, it, the vibration was completely beautiful. And, and I just felt like, you know, in that moment, I just felt like all the world needs is more love. And so when we got together in that room to love each other, to boost each other up, to empower each other, um, it really impacted people so positively and it completely changed me. Uh, I went home just with this realization, like I knew I was helping people, Uh, I didn't realize just how much I was. Uh, And so now that's going to make me, it's going to make me stronger and more resilient for my path. Just knowing that what I do, it really, really does impact people positively. So stay the course. That's, you know, the message I keep hearing. Mm. Absolutely gorgeous. So wonderful. I love this idea of, of thinking about how you brought people together to change lives and you walking away being one of those people whose life was changed. That's how we grow. I truly believe that we become elevated versions of ourselves through our service of others. So if you help another person to experience more love in their life, you will experience more love in your life. You help a person to make more money, to learn how to make more money, you will make more money. It, it truly is uh, part of the human experience for us to elevate others. And so the more that we can do that, the more we grow. So I, I say to my clients all the time, I'm so grateful for them because they're, they're the reason why I continue to grow every day. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. What do you think Kathleen is, you know, if you, if you sort of had to choose a, a myth of manifestation, something like a, like a widely held myth that people kind of come to you and they think this is manifestation or this is how it gets done. And you're like, whoa, 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 let me just, let, let's just like start again. You know, let me talk to you about how this really works. What's it, what's it really widely held myth of manifestation that you would just like to let people know (laughs) this is not a thing. Oh, it's so, it's so interesting. One of the things that I get most often is, and and now having had a conversation with me, you know what I believe, but uh, many people will believe that manifestation is not of God or manifestation doesn't include any sort of higher power or belief. Um, and that, you know, things like the law of attraction are actually taking away from the source with which we receive from. 
But what I believe to be true in this understanding has more recently come through in the way I see it now. But the law of attraction is actually something that we have been provided with through our source, through our creator, God, spirit, universe, whatever language you love. It is something that has been given to us. It is a tool. It's our personal creative mechanism. And so it is our ability to tap into our oneness, you know, that that spirit, that source energy that flows to and through you. That is how you tap into it. And that is how you use God's creative and source energy to create here. So I believe that this is me doing God's work through my oneness by teaching this material and helping other people to tap into that. So manifestation cannot be done without god source creator universe whatever language i I try to be inclusive but i i i use the terminology of god in my life now i love that that's incredible one thing i hear a lot of from people is this idea of you know fake it till you make it what's what's your take on on fake it till you make it yeah i i actually talk about this in the new book a little bit so i actually think that I have always hated acting. And whenever I had to do role play, I really didn't like it. Like even as a nurse in training, we had to role play situations. It always made me so uncomfortable pretending to be somebody else. I didn't like that. And so when I got into this material and I started studying, there was this um, there was this idea of, okay, so now decide who you wanna be and then act as if. So act as if you are that version of you. And I, and I tried that on for a little while and it was like, okay, I'm, I'm pretending to be something I'm not. But when you're acting as if, or you're faking it until you make it, you still have an underlying belief that you aren't it. And a manifestation does not come into the physical 3D observed world until you believe you are it. So instead of acting as if, or faking it until you make it, I say, let's practice being. And so for example, I desire to be a strong, confident woman, right? I, that's who I want to be. I want to show up as that woman. And I maybe I'm not quite sure that I am, but then the world gives me an opportunity to be that and to self-define. So something happens in my life. I have an opportunity to practice being strong and powerful. So in that moment, I am going to choose to be who I desire to be. I'm not pretending I'm not faking it. I'm not acting as if I'm being. And that little shift has made all the difference in the world to me, because the moment that you self-define in that way, the moment your subconscious mind says, oh, wait a minute. Oh, she is it. Oh, we get it now. And so you're just being it. We're not pretending. Mm, That's a, yeah, it's a really beautiful shift from moving from fake it till you make it, or even act as if to stepping into, okay, so now I'm, now I'm, I'm practicing, I'm practicing being yep. practicing. Well, if we could be coming, that also means we're not, we're not yes. it yet. So, so I'm, I'm practicing being. Yeah. And my first book, becoming the one, the realization within the book is, is that nothing happened in the becoming. It happened in the moment that I was like, oh, I am. Oh, I get it now. So all those things that you don't think you are yet, what if you just realize you are? Mm. You don't, try to, don't try to get confidence from outside of you. Just realize you already are. 
Maybe there's areas where you don't express that confident as confidence as much as you could, but you are a confident person. And sometimes I'll even say things too, like, I am a happy woman. I have sad moments, but I'm a happy woman. And so success, my gosh, the feeling of being a successful person and the, the feeling of being a failure, energetically, they attract like crazy. So you could be, you could still believe that you are a very successful person, but maybe one of your manifestations just hasn't shown up yet. It doesn't mean you failed. It doesn't mean you're a failure. So for me, it's just, I always want to be the state of the thing that I desire to be. And I'm going to be it as much as I possibly can. And, and, and the world's going to give you ample opportunity to do that. That's beautiful. But before we, um, before we close out our time together, I, I told you in some of our uh, personal correspondence that I would share with you uh, a, a strategy that I developed in my own life that was inspired. It's, it's been inspired by you. And so I want to give you full credit uh, for the inspiration that. that has emerged. And this, this might already be a thing. I'd never heard of it, but you know, it might be something that's just, you know, happening in the world that I had no idea about. So what I decided to do is I decided to create an abundance journal. And basically what I do is I sit down each day and I, and I write out all of the abundant things that are happening in my life. I got a compliment. I got a complimentary upgrade to business class. I write that down. You know, I, I find a dime on the street. I write that down. I, you know, have a beautiful conversation with a girlfriend that I haven't seen in a long time. And I just feel filled up with energy and I write that down, you know, and, and in addition, I, so I'm thinking about where, you know, I'm, I'm writing everything down that's happening, noticing all the beautiful abundance that's happening in the present moment. And I'm also projecting, you know, what I'm excited about coming forward, you know, in the future. I've been dreaming about this new house that my partner and I are going to purchase together. And so I, I write down, you know, what does the house look like on the inside? And, you know, what are we doing in there? So I, I, I really step into this. And for me, writing is, is, is so powerful. And so I started doing this abundance journal. I was inspired by your first book. And I thought, I'm just, you know, like things clicked in my head as a result of reading your book even though you didn't expressly suggest this. And I'm like, I'm going to do, rather than a gratitude journal, I'm going to do an abundance journal. I'm just going to write all the abundant things that are happening. And within four days, Kathleen, $80,000 just came to me. Like it was the craziest thing. I'm sure you hear this all the time. Like, yeah. Here, here, here's one thing that happened. So I get this letter in the mail from, I've got, you know, a mortgage on this house yeah. that I have renters in. I get a letter. My mortgage has been transferred to a new bank. You know, the mortgage got purchased or whatever. And as a result, they have found that I have overpaid my escrow for like three years. So here's a check for $21,000. Right. And then, you know, it's just, you know, I had clients that I had booked that just like all paid and, you know, in rapid succession. So some of it, 
you know, I knew was coming at some point. Some of it was a complete surprise. And um, another one was the my insurance company. My insurance uh, like issued me a check because they had overcharged me. And here in the United States, they have to use like, you know, yeah. 80% of the proceeds, you know, for like patient medical care. So it's just like all oh, these things started happening. So I'm like abundance journal, so incredible. And it's been an amazing journey and it's all been inspired by your book. That's brilliant because that's moving yourself out of a vibration or a feeling of lack and limitation of not enough into a feeling and a vibration of more than enough. And so remember what I said about the universe says, yes. So you're like, oh, look at all this amazing stuff happening to me. Look at all the abundance everywhere around me. And then the universe is like, yes, yes, yes. So I've experienced this in some absolutely phenomenal ways and and seen people in my community quantum leap their life. Like you, you, you oftentimes won't even believe these stories if I told them to you, but it is not magic. Tell us a story. Tell us a story. Well, okay. Well, my house story is one story, but we have one, one beautiful woman in our community who um, didn't have the money to enroll in one of my lowest ticket offers. It was a course to help you make more money. She couldn't enroll in it because she didn't have the money. Her car was being towed away. So she was waiting for them to come and tow her car. And so she decides that she's just going to be in the course. She doesn't know how it's going to happen. She's going to let it go, but she just knows she's in it. So she wrote it down. I'm so grateful I'm in Kathleen's Well from Within course and just let it go. Well, I get a nudge to give away a course and I never do that. I get a nudge to give it away. And guess what? She's the winner. And we didn't know she was manifesting this but she's since told her story. So she got into Wealth From Within. She started applying what I started teaching her about abundance and prosperity and thinking from a new prosperity idea, all of that. Next thing you know, she starts to see her sales on her products going up. So she sells physical products. Her sales start going up every single day, more and more and more. So then she's like, okay, Kathleen, I wanna, I wanna learn more with you. I'm gonna get more in your energy. So she ascends into my next level program called Millionaire. And within I think it was 45 days. She started having $60,000 days, $70,000 days. She became a millionaire in less than 45 days. But of course. Boom. I love now it. Now she just bought a new Mic car. Drop. I think she just bought a new, I think she just bought a new car. Yeah. I think she got like a brand new car. Um, amazing. But the miracles happen every day in my world. It's, I'm, I'm so grateful to be able to teach people how to understand who and what they are, understand their software, and to be able to change their vibration to change their life. It's really powerful stuff. Amazing. Kathleen Cameron, what an amazing time with you. We are going to have links to your website, to your Instagram, to all the places where people can show up and get your book and work with you and just change their lives in a beautiful way anything you'd like to leave us with or anything that you any any place in particular you'd like for folks to connect with you um you know instagram is usually where most people do find me my podcast you can i mean you can go and consume the heck out of that if you want the manifested podcast with kathleen cameron but my final thought would be one thing that i've realized over the past four years is that we don't think big enough and so 
what if you just allowed yourself to think past anything that you've thought before maybe an experience in this lifetime that you never thought you could have i started dreaming and thinking about an extraordinary life i thought i had a very ordinary one at the time which i think i did and i started dreaming of an extraordinary life and because of that i really do live an extraordinary life now and it's because i allowed myself to think past what i could see before so what if you just think a little bit bigger i'll just say that Mm -hmm. absolutely gorgeous thank you so much for being here with us i am delighted to have you as a guest it is an honor to know you and to learn from you and just beautiful to be in your presence thank you so much my absolute pleasure thank you so much for having me taryn Thanks so much for being here on the Flourish or Fold podcast. I am Dr. Taryn Marie, and I'm so grateful that Kathleen Cameron got to join us today to debunk myths of manifestation. I love how Kathleen addressed the misconception that manifestation is separate from spirituality or higher power. I love how Kathleen believes that manifestation is actually a divine tool and cannot be done without tapping into the universal energy of God. Kathleen tells us that it is not okay to fake it until you make it. Instead, one of the most powerful teachings that I heard today is advocating for the alignment of our energy, of our desires, and truly being today the person that we would imagine that we need to become tomorrow to receive the gifts that we want to create. I would love to hear about this episode with Kathleen Cameron, your impressions, your ideas, your questions. If you have been manifesting the life that you love and you've gotten stuck along the way, I would love to hear your story. Thanks so much for being with us. And please leave us a review, ask questions, and share Flourish or Fold Stories of Resilience, our podcast with people near and dear to you, your friends, your relatives, your coworkers, your neighbors. It means so much to us, and it's how we have the opportunity to do more of this work each and every day. Until next time, I'm Dr. Taryn Murray. For all of you listening in to Flourish or Fold Stories of Resilience, I want to share with you an online course that we have on our website. We're going to go ahead and drop the website in our show notes, or you can go to www.resilience-leadership.com and check out our offerings. We've got an incredible course for you called Flourish, the five practices of highly resilient people. So if you love what you're learning about in this podcast, if you love these conversations on resilience, if you love hearing about how you can more effectively face the inevitable moments of challenge, change, and complexity, or the three C's as I call them in your life, then go ahead and check out our online course, Flourish, the five practices of highly resilient people, because what you are going to find is a one-on-one tutorial with me around each of those five practices, as well as an introduction and a conclusion. We've got hours of content that is going to allow you to engage in direct coaching and learning with me on the five practices. Go ahead and check it out, and I hope you'll join us in our online course, Flourish, the five practices of highly resilient people.